That's in the air, this could be out. Diamond's underneath it, will he catch it? He's got good hands, he's got him, yes he has. Diamond's got him in the deep, having fumbled all night, he's taken the big one. Welcome to Couch Talk. Today's guest is South African cricket journalist Telford Weiss. He talks about the controversial circumstances under which Cricket South Africa have revoked some of his journalistic privileges and dealing with Harun Lorgat in the aftermath of David Becker's incendiary press release about cricket governance at the ICC that led to all this. Welcome to the show, Telford. Thank you very much. Good to be on. Uh, it's my pleasure. On uh, December 22nd of 2013, the South African newspaper that you write for, the Sunday Times, it carried an article written by Werner Swart titled Cricket Bosses Punish Our Writer, in which uh, it was reported that Cricket South Africa had revoked some of your journalistic privileges. What were those privileges that uh, were taken away from you, and why did it happen, you think? Um, it's an interesting question, because as yet, I still haven't been told that Anything has happened to my uh, status with uh, Cricket South Africa. They haven't had the decency to pick up the phone or send an email to me saying, we're taking this action. Never mind why. So the only way I actually knew about this happening was that um, I saw an email, which uh, a release which uh, I would have got previously, which I didn't get and thought nothing of it. And a couple of days went by and a few more of these emails happened. It's just, just routine stuff. This press conference is happening here and there and, and, and when. And um, I thought, this is odd. So I emailed my editor saying, I'm not getting these releases. Something strange is going on. He then uh, got a hold of uh, Cricket South Africa and asked, is it true that you've taken self-advice off your mailing list? And they said, yes. Hmm. <laughs> and uh, there wasn't much in the way of explanation either at that point. Um, so, you know, so, and, and, and also, what's on earth? Is, 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 is receiving email a special privilege? It's, it's an interesting take on things. Um, if, if, if that's true, I could do with a lot less special privilege from all sorts of people. Thank you. <laughs> but, uh, but that's that's essentially, you know, how how I found out about this. Um, and um, subsequent to that, there've been there've been strange bits of communication between my editors and Cricket South Africa. In the first place, my 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 editors, bless them, uh, got on the front foot straight away and. Uh, Wrote, uh, got, got all the editors in our group, seven of them, I think, mm-hmm. um, to, uh, to sign a letter saying uh, we protest this and it's not a good idea, and also sent a copy of the letter off to uh, the South African National Editors Forum, which is, uh, which is you know, uh, the, the only place really where the green journalists can go to, to, mm-hmm. to try and sort something like this out. Um, so, and that happened without my knowledge. My editor thought it was a good idea, and, and so did I once I saw it. Um, that went off to Cricket South Africa, and weeks passed without a reply. Um, eventually, Harry uh, Lorgat saw fit to write a letter back, and it said something along the lines of uh, Cricket South Africa no, long, no longer trusts me, and uh, that my work is, uh, is not up to the standard of my colleagues, and uh, there's various inaccuracies, and what, what, what. But nothing, nothing specific, um, nothing like he has a list of what he got wrong. Um, or this is why we don't trust him. Um, I, I must say, when I saw the, the line about we don't trust him, I thought, thank heaven. The last thing I need as a reporter is for a powerful organization like Cricket South Africa to trust me. My credibility would be out the window in an instant. So thanks <laughs> for that, CSA. 
<laughs> I think Lorgat was quoted in the Times as saying that the special privileges are extended to a selected media partners and those that qualify on the basis of a basic trust relationship. From yeah. your point of view, can you define what that trust, quote-unquote, is supposed to be and what kind of expectations did the CSA have of a journalist? I think that, that sentence you just read out from Mr. Logat's uh, letter is a, long way, uh, is a long description for a short word, and I think that word is co-opt. Mm -hmm. I think that's essentially what, what they're talking about. You know, they're, they're, they're having secret briefings with, uh, with uh, selected media, um, off-the-record thingies. I mean, you know, you think you're talking to Barack Obama or something. <laughs> um, and, uh, and, and this kind of stuff. And they're, and they're flying certain reporters to uh, functions and dinners and events and, and not others. Um, not only me, um, uh, it has to be said, but... But it's, it's easy to see who they're flying and who they're not flying. Um, and, and the people who they're not flying are the ones who, who are asking more critical questions hmm. about the way CSA does things. Uh, and and I hold that truth to be self-evident. It, it's, um, it's, it's, it's amazing how um, the people who do not tow the CSA company line are quite clearly being singled out. For, uh, for listeners who aren't completely aware of the situation, can you explain briefly or at length, as you will, for where do you think this started and where it is right now, where right. you seem to have lost some of your journalistic special privileges? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I, could just, I could just start answering that by saying if I, if I was a journalist who was not aware of all this in South Africa, I would have read that story and thought, hey, where are my special privileges? <laughs> and what are they? <laughs> this is like pornography. Well, I know it when I see it. You know, it's... Uh, <laughs> um, but... Um, it started in, uh, during South Africa's tour uh, series, test series against Pakistan in the UAE. Um, and a man I'd never heard of in my life before, I might have seen his name on a letterhead, um, is David Becker. Mm -hmm. He used to be the ICC's um, head of legal mm -hmm. um, and, and, and was there for uh, Harry Norgat's tenure as ICC chief executive, co coincided with uh, Mr. Becker's involvement with the ICC as well. Mm -hmm. And um, one day, um, during this tour, um, things were fairly normal. The, the Indian tour to South Africa was, was obviously a problem for CSA. Um, there were negotiations back and forth, and it was all quite uh, nervous and fragile. Um, I, I don't know if I, if I mentioned that. My, my wife is Fidoz Munda, who writes for ESPN Cricket. So, and, mm -hmm. um, and, and happily, we can tour together, which, you know, is a godsend. But anyway, she was also there, and she received, um, in quite a long-winded fashion, a media release from David Becker, um, who was keen to get his media release to, to Crick Insights. And um, this media release made uh, said some disturbing and alarming things about the way the ICC is run, and also uh, you know, made some very heavyweight claims, charges against uh, Mr. Srinivasan, the president of the BCCI. Mm -hmm. um, now, you know, these, the things that David Becker said re related to governance and the way that uh, the ICC is managed and the, the dominance of, of the BCCI at the ICC, um, and, and, and I'm sure for your listeners, none of this will come as news. Uh, <laughs> we've, we've known this kind of thing for a long time. The difference was, here was a bloke who was speaking, who had, had very recently been inside the ICC and was saying these things. 
Um, and, you know, sometimes part of journalism is simply confirming um, your reader's suspicions. <laughs> it's not, that's not the healthiest way to look at things, but that is how it works sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, and here was a man who was doing exactly that. So it wasn't news in the way that it was not something that we didn't know before, mm-hmm. but it was news because it lent weight to existing opinion and, and it certainly added to the existing evidence mm-hmm. of what the world knew about the ICC and the BCCI and the Sistrini Baptist. So, um, those and I both said, my goodness, this looks <laughs> quite some story. And what I did, that's sort of the wrong thing to do, but what I did, uh, I'm saying it's the wrong thing in terms of what has subsequently happened, but <laughs> I sent this thing off to the ICC for comments, mm-hmm. and I sent it off to uh, CSA for comments. I thought that was the right thing to do, because the ICC were uh, being you know, charged with all sorts of things in this media release, mm-hmm. and of course CSA... Um, were on tenterhooks regarding the, the Indian tour. We weren't sure then whether it was going to happen or not. So I needed comment from both of those people if I was to be able to write a proper story. The ICC, I say lots of terrible things about the ICC, but in this instance, they did the right thing. They came back and they said, well, we'd rather you didn't write a story on this, but if you will, if you are going to, we'll give you a comment, which I thought was fair news. You know, um, mm-hmm. I, I can see why they wouldn't want the story out there. It's just awful things about them, but they are willing to, to, to give comment if, if the story is going to be published. Fine. CSA, I'm afraid, took, took the wrong route. Um, at some point during this whole um, communication between myself and CSA, I much prefer emailing people like CSA, mm-hmm. um, simply because if it wears a suit, it lies. It's, it's, it's essentially it. Um, not CSA. I, I distrust administrators until they prove otherwise. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've learned that over the years. So I would prefer to have it in writing. Thank you very much. What you are going to tell me if you are an administrator. Um, and and uh, I mean, in that, I think that's a fair system to, to work with because then both of us have a record of what was said or was not said. Mm-hmm. And there can be no comeback. Anyway, at some point, Harry Law got asked for my telephone number. Um, in the UAE, I was on a local local mobile phone, and that was a mistake of my part. I shouldn't have given him that number. I should have said, "Let's keep talking on email." Because the second I gave him that telephone number, my phone just wouldn't stop ringing, and um, there were many calls from Haroon, mm-hmm. um, all of them trying to pressure me into not writing the story. You know, if you write the story, it'll be bad for the tour. If you, yeah, and 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 every step of the way, I'm going. I understand that, Haroon, but. It's, it's really not my problem if it's bad for the tour. I'm not, I'm not part of your marketing staff. Correct. Um, it, it, you know, I'm, I'm, my, my role is as a journalist. Um, I have no side to pick. I'm simply writing the story. But, you know, um, he did try quite hard. It did get not, not heated, but there was certainly pressure, and it was repeated pressure, if you like. It just, you know, he kept phoning, and he, he would tell my editors that, because, of course, um, Fidoz is also writing the story for Kukinfo, so mm-hmm. he would try to play our editors off against each other by saying, well, Sansa have agreed not to write the story. He would tell me that Kukinfo were not going to write the story, or all the other South African newspapers were not going to write the story. Hmm. Um, now, that is disingenuous in the extreme, because for, in the first place, no other South African newspaper had the story, Correct. Um, as far as we knew. And also, if I want to know what... Crick and are doing, I can simply say to my darling wife, what are Crick and Fire doing? <laughs> I don't need her own law to tell me. So, I mean, that was just silly. Um, but this is the kind of conversation it, it, uh, 
deteriorated into. And at some point in that conversation, and, and uh, as I was also saying to Harun, I'm, I'm only writing the story. If you want to find out whether it's going to be published or not, then you're going to have to talk to my editor because I don't say, yes, publish this. My editor does that. I mean, so, you know, you're talking to the wrong fellow. At some point in all this, when Harun realized, I think, finally, and it took a long time, that he was not going to be able to stop me from writing the story and that I did not know whether it would be published or not. That wasn't my decision. Mm-hmm. He did say to me, and the problem is I only have a handwritten note of this, um, of this line. What can I offer to share with you? What information can I offer to share with you as compensation for not writing the story? And I didn't quite know what that meant. Um, I thought I knew what it meant, but I wasn't sure. And I, I backed away instantly and said, I don't, there's nothing. And I don't want to get into that kind of relationship with you. You know, we can't, this can't, this can't happen. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, I think that's where it all went wrong, I think. Again, I'm not sure whether it was a mistake on my part or not, but I, it, there, was, there was nobody to go. I had to report that line. I thought it was in the cricket public's interest. Um, that they should know that this is what is happening in this in this saga. That that they should know that I mean that the high-powered people within cricket are saying things like this to reporters, um, which I wouldn't if I was a reader. I would be aghast to know that that was going on. That shouldn't be how this kind of relationship should work. Um, and I have since reported that line. I'm obviously doing it again now. And I think that's where the problem really really started um, or, or, or escalated. And since then. You know, myself and CSA have been on pretty poor terms. Mm-hmm. As you mentioned earlier, for those had the story as well, and and your paper Times reported that Firdos was also sanctioned. Her some of her her privileges, journalistic privileges, have also been revoked. So essentially speaking, Cricket South Africa is stopping you and Firdos from carrying out your job as cricket journalist at some level. That would be accurate. But- Yes, that is that is exactly right. And um, in, in, the, in the case of Fadoz, it's it's completely unfair. The, the only wrong thing she did was agree to marry me, essentially, because otherwise she wouldn't be in this problem. Uh, she wouldn't be in this predicament. And I mean, how I, I can I can see their logic for being unhappy with me, being unhappy and, and the action you take, of course, two different things. But I they have absolutely no reason to be unhappy with Fadoz. And and the problem is simply that. Most of the time, we are obviously together, and we can share information. If she gets a press release, of course, she will say, have a look at this. And that is, that is the reason. I mean, that is just, that's just dirty, I'm afraid. You can't fight like that. Um, if you want to, then do it properly. Go to a lawyer or go to the press ombudsman, which we have in this country. Mm-hmm. Do that. Or talk to our editors or say, this is not on. But don't just do these things and, and then expect you know, us to simply accept it. it this, this whole saga reminds me, because we are still accredited as journalists. We can go into the press box. We can go to press conferences, um, the ones that we know about, um, and, and, and go and ask our questions. No one stops us. Um, but it, 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 it's all insidious and, and, and below the belt. And it reminds me of a man who beats up his wife. He's careful to put his punches where the bruises won't show. Hmm. And, and that is essentially what CSA are doing. I think it's unfair. I think it's dishonest. I think it's slimy and dirty. There was a news story on the Times of India on October 24th, and where it said that uh, the sources closer to development told the Times of India that the deal 
offered, quote unquote, amounted to bribing the journalist. And it said that the, uh, an official complaint was lodged with the ICC. So now, talking to you, I can see that, uh, as you say, that uh, from your handwritten note, that uh, Harun Lorgat offered information in exchange for delaying the story or not publishing the story. And I'm assuming Fidos also received some sort of, some sort of that offer? Um, yes, she did. Um, a few months ago, um, she wrote a piece criticizing South Africa after their, their poor one-day performance in Sri Lanka. They lost 4-1, mm-hmm. and, and they lost properly. <laughs> um, and, um, and, and she you know, wrote a piece, and it was a, a very well-researched, well-backed-up cricket piece on why so-and-so had a bat to her and, and, and all those kinds of things. And um, she, of course, Alvira Peterson, the opening batsman, was written about in that piece as well. And it, it you know, he, he did not have a good, uh, a good series, and, and he got what he deserved in that piece. Um, he took exception to it on Twitter. And uh, the argument between, between Sloz and Alvira escalated. Um, on Twitter, it went back and forth and back and forth. Um, Alvira has, I don't know, something like half a million Twitter followers, and mm-hmm. and, and, um, and eventually one of them uh, treated him with a sexist message about why doesn't she stay in the kitchen or something like that, or mm-hmm. food and clothes, one of those kind of things, and he retweeted it without any kind of comment saying this is not on or or anything like that. He simply retweeted it, which looked very much like an endorsement. Mm-hmm. Um, and anyway, this you know, got worse. I mean, for those who are being sent on Twitter, again, videos of, of, of a man beating up a woman and all sorts of things, and it threatened to get really out of hand. And she told CSA about this. But she told them privately, you know, look, you better do something about this because it can only get ugly. And they refused to do anything about it. They were simply saying, you know, well, you got yourself into this fight. You, you know, we just, we're not going to do anything. They took no public action, as far as we know. Um, I'm sure they spoke to Peterson behind the scenes. But, you know, there was no kind of attempt to say we are not a sexist organization or we do not condone sexism. Nothing like that from CSA happened. Mm-hmm. Um, but subsequent, this was months before um, this incident with the David Becker statement. Mm-hmm. Uh, when that happened, then suddenly Fidesz was being offered apologies from, from Alvira Peterson, not by Alvira Peterson, mind, CSA saying, we'll get him to apologize. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> you know, months previously, you don't want to do anything about a bad situation. Now suddenly, because uh, the sky is about to fall, now you think, let's do something about that situation. I mean, that is just completely transparent and uh, despicable, really. Um, you know, it's, 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 how can that be? good business practice for, for anyone, much less somebody like CSA who's, who has to, who are the custodians of an entire game in a sport. It's not very good behavior. Was it CSA? I mean, uh, was, was it uh, specifically Harun Lorgad that offered apology from Alvaro, or was it uh, somebody else at CSA? Um, as far as I understand, it was Harun. Okay. So she actually had terms of the offer, I guess, if you will, uh, and you didn't have any term of offer. There was something on board, but you didn't know what it was, of course. Correct? I'm sorry. Can you say that again? <laughs> Meaning, what I'm trying to say is that th- there were carrots dangled in front of you not to run the story. That's right. Okay. That's absolutely right. Okay. I remember reading your article where you said, and you, you quoted uh, 
well, from uh, your conversation with Harun, where he said, what, what can I offer to share with you as compensation for not publishing this story for a week? I mean, this, you know, because he felt that, that this would have jeopardized uh, the Indian tour to South Africa. What was going to be accomplished by delaying the publication of those, you know, David Becker's comments by a week, unless it was requested that they be not published at all? He was that the negotiations between the BCCI and Cricket South Africa were uh, very delicate at that stage. And in fact, uh, the president of CSA, Chris Manzani, was, was about to, in the next few days, get on a plane to India to try and salvage the tour. Okay. And in CSA's logic, a week would have, would have given them enough time to, uh, to sew up the tour and get it you know, stamped and sealed and, and almost delivered. And so they felt that a week would, would do the trick. Um, you know, I'm not sure. If, I mean, those things would have been just as, just as explosive were they printed today or, you know, two years ago or at that time when they were printed. So uh, I can't quite see the argument or the logic of the argument, but that was the argument that they okay. hoped to be able to secure the India tour before that story came out. Okay. Your organization, The Times, they wrote that um, article in the newspaper and they got in, the, your seven editors got in touch with CSS, so on and so forth. What has happened from Fridos' side, uh, her organization? Have they taken any action? I mean, The Times of well, India story mentions a letter to the ICC. Are we to believe that uh, Crickinfo sent a letter to the ICC Are you, that you're aware of? Um, my organization, my newspaper, hasn't uh, written to the ICC. Okay. Uh, so our interaction has been purely between uh, the interaction in my case has been purely between my newspaper and Cricket South Africa. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a funny thing because when my editor took this up with CSA, with in fact with Altaf Kazi, who's the uh, PR and communications <coughs> excuse me, manager at Cricket South Africa, mm-hmm. um, he was told, according to my editor, that you know, they should meet for coffee and they should sort this out. And uh, it was the impression that my editor got was that it was quite an urgent matter and it needed to get fixed up there and then. This was uh, must have been about two and a half, three months ago now. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, that's, that's a, you can drink a lot of coffee in that time, <laughs> whether you do it urgently or not. And uh, you know, and, and my editor I know has been back to uh, CSA and I'll just say, look, when is this going to happen? When is this going to happen? Um, CSA's standard line is uh, that, you know, they're not going to comment on this whole thing until they have their meeting with Times Media. Um, well, can they happen to have a meeting, please? Because, you know, this urgent meeting is dragged out for months now and simply has not taken place. We still don't know specifics. We still don't have examples. We, you know, there's just, there's just nothing. And um, it, it's, it's a very puzzling thing. I'm almost getting used to <laughs> being out in the cold. You had written about the fact that the, the uh, ICC was going to investigate this matter, set up an um, inquiry, ethics inquiry into this. Uh, are you aware of any investigation launched by ICC into this matter? And if they have, do you know where it is at right now? Have you heard anything from the ICC's head of legal? Um, yes, I have. I am aware of the investigation. And uh, last week, in fact, I did get a letter from a lawyer acting for the ICC um, asking whether I would be willing to give evidence. And 
it was. It was. It, 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 you know, you can you can have all the theoretical debates about this with yourself and whoever, but when it suddenly happens to you, then it, it becomes real. That's done by a lot of things in life. Mm-hmm. And um, and you know, I spoke to my editor. I had to think about it myself. And um, the, the company position was that no, we should not cooperate with this inquiry. And once I calmed down and thought about it, I, I think that is, well, I know that is the right position because simply because it, it sets a very bad precedent. Um, why should anyone come and tell you anything ever again if it's going to end up in an official investigation? And um, so, no, um, I shan't be cooperating with the inquiry. But, you know, just as I've done just now on your, on your podcast, so almost everything I know about this is out there already. Um, so I think whatever evidence I would have given would have been pretty similar to what I just told you. Mm-hmm. Um, so no, no direct cooperation with the investigation, but, you know, I'm, I'm not a person who hides things very easily. Okay. Mm-hmm. Interesting that uh, you and for those, as we, as we talked about earlier, uh, are facing hardship in terms of carrying out your job. So why wouldn't you participate in this inquiry, you know, because that's what you want to do as a journalist. You want to be able to carry out the job. But if that, if it's being made difficult for you, why wouldn't you try to sort that out? I would think from an outsider point of view that uh, participating in the inquiry could actually help your position, no? It, it certainly could. Um, on, the, on the surface of it and for the purposes of the here and now, mm-hmm. I think it, it, you know, it would be a, a, a good thing to do. And, and a worthwhile thing to do. But, you know, I hope to be a journalist for a lot longer. And and I can see why, if, if, if I cooperate with this thing, I can see why other people who might have told me something will go, oh, no, 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 because this is sensitive information. We can't tell him that because it may end up in an inquiry. And and I, I don't need that, you know, um, hanging over my head as a journalist that I may be willing to arch people in some or other, you know, official uh, investigation. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, the, you know, the first thing that I try to ask myself whenever someone calls me up is, what is this person's agenda? People have different agendas. And I can tell you that <laughs> I have one particular fellow who calls me up these days saying, hello, it's Mr. Unknown again. <laughs> and, and, you know, it's, 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 it's a very odd world. When you start writing about cricket administration, it stops being about cricket almost entirely, and it becomes about power and money. And it's almost—it's almost a political reporting job. And I think um, it, it, when we look at the bigger picture, um, there's a lot more at stake than, than simply me not getting a press release. Um, it's about—it's about people outside of the official structures being able to trust me as a reporter. Um, we spoke just now about um, CSA's inability to trust me. I'm happy with that. I'd be a lot more upset if people in the grade out there mm-hmm. did not think they could trust me because I might go and tell, you know, the man on them. And that's, a, that's a, I think, a very valuable thing for a journalist to, to preserve. Hmm. Where does this leave Harun Lorgat? What is his position vis-a-vis CSA? And also, because of he recused himself from dealing with the BCCI you know, on behalf of CSA, so on and so forth, but uh, you had also written about uh, conversations with your sources in CSA who felt that the board is uh, incurring a lot more losses because of him associated with the board. Uh, where does it leave him, overall picture, not just his relationship with BCCI, but 
in terms of this inquiry and where do you see it going? I, it, it's, it's one of those things that in South Africa we're quite good at denial. Um, you know, we, we denied that we were oppressing black people for something like 300 years, you know. Mm -hmm. um, and um, it's, it's, uh, if you talk to people within South Africa, uh, Harry Norgat seems in a very strong position. Um, he is the, the, the figurehead, or not even the figurehead, he's the, he's the hard nose of, of uh, a section of administrators who we could call the Cape Cabal, um, who are looking after his interests along with their own, of course, um, and, um, and, and he is he's the standard bearer for them. But if you look outside of that, and as we've seen this week with, the, with um, this proposal to restructure the ICC, um, cricket is, a, is much, much bigger than, than cricket South Africa. And it's also much bigger than any kind of argument involving Harun Logan, um, or, or any one figure. Perhaps the only person who's exempt from all that is, is Srinivasan, who sits above all that. And hmm. so I think outside of South Africa, um, Logat is, is, you know, he's probably going to be, well, I don't know about probably, but I would not be surprised if uh, this inquiry does uh, find him guilty of, of doing the wrong thing. And of course, then it comes down to recommendations. Um, and CSA have already committed themselves to accepting to, to those recommendations being binding. Um, so, you know, I don't know whether he'll get fired because of it. I don't know whether the charge is that serious um, or whether he'll be, uh, what other kind of um, sanctions can be placed on him. I don't know whether that's, whether that's the case. Um, we do, of course, know that there is absolutely no love loss between Morgat and Srinivasan um, from their respective parts from the BCCI and, of course, Morgat at the ICC. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know how much Srinivasan actually wants Morgat out of the picture. I have heard a line. I have no idea whether it's true or not, but apparently Mr. Srinivasan said to somebody he will never work in cricket again after Morgat left the ICC. Mm. Um, so that would imply that there is, you know, <laughs> a lot of blood still to hit the floor. Um, but I don't know where it leaves Morgat. Inside South Africa, he seems in a strong position. But once you talk to people outside of South Africa, that position does not look so strong. So, and and um, the, the, the logic is that that is a much bigger picture. So I'm guessing, if you like, uh, that perhaps Morgat's days are numbered. Hmm. Okay. But where does it leave you and Firdos? Well, because you, are, you have a job to do. We have a job to do, and, and this actually affects the those more than it does me, because she works for a website. The deadline is now. Mm -hmm. yeah. I work for newspapers. The deadline is tomorrow morning. So if the squad comes out and I don't see it until it hits the wires, that's not a disaster for me, because, I mean, I can still do my job in most cases if it comes out, you know, time-dependent. So those has a real problem with that. Um, our colleagues, some of them in the resistance, our comrades, <laughs> have... Um, have, in fact, been uh, sending us press releases as they come out. Um, so we do have some kind of, you know, clandestine conduit to information. Mm -hmm. all very silly. Um, so we do get it that way. And we can still, for the most part, we can still do our jobs. Um, it does make things complicated when, for instance, the other night, um, when CSA uh, sent out a statement saying that they considered this uh, ICC proposal for restructuring to be unconstitutional and, uh, and, and you know, voicing their opposition to it. Mm -hmm. um, Altaf Kazi, in fact, sent out an SMS 
hours before, or I'm not sure how long before, but a good time before the statement actually came out, saying the statement is coming. Um, and that's because of the deadlines involved, that statement came out, I think it was around half past eight in the evening, yeah, and that, of course that's going to scramble anyone's evening who did not know that it was going to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, he sent that SMS to all sorts of people. He didn't send it to me, so I did not know that statement was coming. So it's those kind of, um, you know, little things that, that can upset your day more than, more than really have a, a big impact on, on how you do your job. Uh, so that's one example. Um, and, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm not... It's, 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 it's not the ideal way to try and operate as a journalist, but I'm not going to die. I'm still going to be here. You know, the bruises will be under my clothes, but, you know, I'll still be smiling. So <laughs> I'll just keep going, I suppose. Hmm. But what needs to happen for the situation to be resolved, you know, especially for Pradosh, because, you know, uh, she works for a website, and the largest website in the world, and you work for the largest newspaper in South Africa. I mean, if it can happen to two journalists with such background, what are other journalists in South Africa when it comes well, to dealing with it, power? Yeah, it's, it's, it has been... It has been disappointing. Uh, my colleagues have disappointed me, I have to say. Um, some of them have been just, <laughs> just happy to be co-opted. Uh, some of them, I think, haven't had to think about this kind of thing too often in the past. Um, you know, there is, is, is... Becoming a sports journalist is, in a lot of ways, an escape from, from reality. You know, mm-hmm. you don't have to think about things like this in a large, to a large degree. And so there isn't... As I said, there isn't much in the way of, of critical thinking in, 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 and critical writing in South African cricket. Um, you know, I can think basically of, I can name them, which I like. There's two examples. Um, the one is a fellow called Christo Buchner, mm-hmm. who uh, writes for the Afrikaans papers. He's the, I think he's the senior cricket writer. Um, he, and, and he also, by the way, is uh, uh, among the, uh, how shall we call it, the unadvantaged. Um, mm. And, uh, and then the other one is, and she's actually left the cricket beat now. She's become the editor of the South African Press Association. Her name is Jennifer Bernstein. Um, and, and, and honestly, that's about it. Uh, the, the, the rest of the writers in, in this country are pretty much happy to toe the line. Uh, at most, you'll get uh, neutrality out of them um, in terms of uh, how they might cover a contentious story. Um, but... You know, uh, neutrality and objectivity and fairness are, are different concepts for me, and you won't see too much in the way of objectivity or, 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 or fairness. You will see neutrality sometimes, and sometimes even that goes out the window, and it's just, right, so you say, what do you want us to say? And that's what happens. Um, in, in the broadcast media, of course, Cricket South Africa own the television production. Mm-hmm. So, you know, they, they have a large say in who the commentators are, and, 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 and I think the accommodators are, are clever enough to know that um, CSA, by extension, have a lot to say in what they say on the air. So it's, it's, it's not a very healthy media environment here. Um, you know, there's a, there's a lot of, of, of marketing masquerading as journalism, in fact. And, and uh, I think journalists here are, are keen to hold on to their privileges. Um, and and, and it's, it's, it's part of a, a, an unhealthy society. From the two of your point of view, what needs to happen so that things get back to you know, the pre-October levels? I honestly don't know because, I, I, like I said, I still don't officially know and I haven't had it explained to me 
why CSA have taken the action they have taken. Um, I can think why they could be unhappy, but they haven't told me why, and they haven't told me what will fix it um, or, or, or what their view is. I don't know. Um, and, you know, so I'm not sure. Um, I read what I was told. I've never written anything which I've known to be untrue. Um, and and uh, I'm not going to start now. So I'm not sure what they would, would want. Um, it's, 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 it's a difficult question for me to answer because, hmm. you know, right. I'm, I'm in the dark about this whole thing in, in, in some interesting ways. Since you have chosen um, not to participate in the inquiry, ICC inquiry, how do you see that going? I mean, you are the aggrieved party and you've chosen to stay out of it. You know, then how, how else do, do you see it going besides the fact that, you know, not sufficient evidence to lodge anything against him, against the Harun? I, I don't know. I mean, as I said, the, um, the investigators, it's, it's not hard to, to find out what I've written. Um, mm. and, and that essentially, as far as I'm concerned, I would not have anything else to say. Nothing would change. I, I, I don't know. Perhaps they would ask a few more questions on things I haven't thought of. Mm -hmm. um, but essentially, that's, that's what happened. Um, the inquiry, I've seen the terms of reference, and they do seem to, to uh, be centered quite heavily on, on, on you know, what happened um, in those few strange days. Um, I, and and it's, it's, you know, it's up to, to, the, to, to those people to, to do their jobs, I suppose. Um, they do have a report from Krigento uh, on, on, on what happened. And, um, and so there is um, evidence coming in from, from that channel. Um, and, 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 you know, there's, I don't know, I've, I've, uh, I was part of the Malpato, but I reported on the Hansi Grenier King Commission thing. And um, it's, a, it's a strange world, which, you know, cricket doesn't often get involved in, thank goodness. Hmm. But um, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a different way of, of looking at things. I don't know how that inquiry is going to go. If you're asking me, do I think Harry Lorgat is guilty as charged? Yes, I do think he's guilty as charged. Um, and, 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 but I, I suppose I would, wouldn't I? I was kind of in the middle of it all, so I would think that. Um, but of course, you know, I'm, I'm not part of the inquiry, and even if I was to give evidence, um, it, it would only be evidence. It wouldn't be a, a decision. Um, and so, you know, that is left up to other people. I wouldn't like to make a decision on what should happen to Harry Morgan. Okay. I do think he's guilty. Um, but, um, you know, it's, I'm not sure where it goes from here. I don't know what the possible sanctions are. Um, I'm sure one of them is he should be fired, but I'm not sure what he should do for that to happen, um, or should have done for that to happen. I don't know whether they're fined. I don't know whether, you know, he will never be able to attend an ICC meeting again. Who knows? Um, we wait to see. Like I said, I covered the uh, King Commission, and I was woken up to the fact that, that cricket really isn't about cricket. And, and uh, then I covered the Jeremy Jola uh, bonus scandal um, for which he was fired. And I was reminded that cricket is, is, is really not about cricket when you get to this level. And now along comes this story. And, uh, you know, maybe one day I'll, I'll not forget that cricket is not about cricket. It's difficult to do that when you're watching a fine bowling stall or watching a, a magnificent century or somebody take a catch that just should not be taken. But it's, it's I'm afraid, is the reality. Cricket is, is not really about cricket. It's about power and money. And most of the time, it's about bad people. Um, and that's unfortunate. 
that is indeed very unfortunate and sad and depressing. Uh, I hope, uh, you know, for you and for those sake, that uh, you come out of it uh, and you're allowed to continue uh, your job as cricket journalist without any hindrance. I hope uh, things fall your way properly, as they should. Uh, I wish you both the very best. Thank you. Thank you very much.